This day's old when... <laughs> when Pop Pop <clears throat> taught me that a fan has a switch... That reverses its direction. Yeah. Yeah. I had zero clue. Well, it'd be a bitch and a half if you had to, like, turn the blades upside down or something. I mean, what, what, what? I don't How know. good is it? Oh, I guess it would matter what, uh, how high your ceiling is. If you have a really high ceiling, would you want it to pull air up and circulate it around? Well, I mean... Or you would want to push, if you have a high ceiling, push down because it could just be doing this up in the, in the yeah. top so of your... Stand up for a sec. It's probably a nine foot ceiling. Uh, it's more than nine foot. I think it's ten. Well, is it half me again? Probably. Then that's six foot or nine foot ceiling. I don't know. Hard to say. <clears throat> okay. I've never had to measure them. Uh, my when we moved into are we recording now? I don't know. Are we recording now? <laughs> when we moved into the house at Nova, my dad tore out all the walls because it had lats and plaster and stuff yep. and put up drywall took it down to the studs and put up drywall and all the rooms were like uh 12 foot ceilings this, this house was like i don't know who built it but it was built for fucking giants it the rooms were freaking huge and it's just a pain in the ass to heat that yeah so he just lowered the ceiling and uh, and me as a freaking grade school kid like he's gonna wood you know, not thinking he's just going to put boards and, you know, put a new right. ceiling, you know. But effectively, that house has, especially on the main floor, over the dining room and the living room, huge attics. If you were to go in there and, like, actually, you know, you have to put, put some uh, cross beams to support the weight. Sure. But you could store all kinds of shit up there. But Bodies. Bodies. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But that was a lot of work. And then... You've been to that house, so you could probably vaguely remember it. Vaguely, you you were drunk, but uh, I wasn't drunk when I got there. No, no, just the laundry basket made you sick. <laughs> uh, he opened that staircase. Okay, yeah. He cut he cut that out because it was a door at the bottom of the steps, and the key I have on my keychain is the key for the door that went upstairs. You could lock that door, keep people That's from going up. Terrifying. Or keep people upstairs. There was a latch on the other side. Oh, you could okay. Just okay. Turn it on the other side. But you had to have a key to go up. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, yeah. So that when that door came off, I'm like, mine. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to. Actually, two fools rushing in. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we are Sans 2 tonight. Minus two fools, so that puts us at two fools. That's right. Because we're awesome at math. That's right. We are we are amazing at math. Math math is my bitch. <laughs> hey, math is math is my math day. Math is a real bitch. <laughs> math is my day. I really wish there I wish there was I mean, because when I was in high school, I had no attention span for anything that I wasn't grossly inter interested in yeah now that i'm older well much older but i mean even you know a dozen years ago i was like man i really wish because i watch i watch all these shows and i idolize these like genius people mm -hmm. and i'm like like 
goodwill hunting and uh hidden figures and all these where they are the math plays a is a character in this show yes and i don't understand any of it and i'm like i would teach myself calculus i would read those books if i had them available kind of thing well here's the thing some of those shows it's all fucking fake yes math math is a character and it's just as fictional as yeah as any other character what is that the it was a CBS show, Numbers, was it? Mm-hmm. Where, where they like solved every crime with an equation? Yeah. But, yeah. But, but still, I mean, that... It's kind of amazing, some of the stuff. Like, there was a... What's a documentary on Netflix or, or Amazon where they were talking about black holes? Yep. And the, the fir- when they first took the picture and they had the four different teams doing, like, analyzing the data to come up with their own... And if it was greater than 0.1, they threw it out. Right. So they all had to like have a consensus of what, and that's what the picture came out of their math. Yep. And and it was just to watch these guys. They're just one guy's got an iPad and he's just sketching out shit, and other guys up on a chalkboard doing. I'm like, no idea what the fuck any yeah. of that shit means, but it means it actually means something. Yeah. I know this is a real. I mean, Stephen Hawking was a part of the documentary. He was like yep. in there. I think he died before it was finished but right but. well and that's the funny thing like so many people f- look at pictures of space mm-hmm. and they're like wow space is beautiful this is gonna be a crazy podcast with it, the two it's of gonna us. be you know? so crazy <laughs> it is uh i guess we should say i'm chad Kreider. i'm not dylan or jeff that's right <laughs> uh so you know they look at these pictures that w- that we have these color pictures of space and 99% of those pictures are photo are photoshop. It's yeah. all photoshop. Yeah, it's interpreting what I mean. Yeah. We we have no means to send a camera out to take a picture of a nebula. Right. We're in we're, we're guessing what it looks like. Well, we're we're taking And even even pictures of earth. I mean, this is this is the whole flat earth argument. It's yeah. photoshop. Yeah, it, you know how hard, how far you have to be away from earth to see it all. Right. It's it's all composites. It's all you know, in, in like the nebula pictures, which are, are stunning pictures, you know, that's done with a generally a radio or an infrared telescope. And they're taking it. They're, and they're measuring all the waves. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like applying the blue filter and applying the red filter. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're real pictures that they're applying an effect to math. Yeah. Basically, yeah. they're saying, "Okay, this is positive here, that, we're, but it's this degree of positive that's blue. Right. This degree of positive is red, yellow, yep. orange, green, purple, whatever, and that's how they get those. Yeah, I yeah, I find that fascinating. I but love I don't that. question it. I don't. I don't like. Oh, it's fake. Then no, it's how we see. I mean, right. are you saying anything you look through a telescope is fake? Right. Because that telescope is showing you something. You think there's a picture hidden in there that every time you look through it, it updates? Well, and it's, and like, it's the government keeping freaking hidden lands away from you? What? It's funny because, you know, you look at, like, the pictures of Pluto. Like, we didn't have great pictures of Pluto. Then we got some Voyager pictures of Pluto. or whatever it was, yeah. And then we got the, I believe it was New Horizons that went and took these amazing detailed pictures. Those pictures are composite of the the normal camera yeah and then 
other instruments that can detect light Different in light waves yeah, yeah. yeah and they're taking all this data all this math and they're taking this shitty black and white picture you know you got to think that that satellite launched 20 years ago mm-hmm. not not probably not 20 years ago but at least 10 watched a documentary about that too that was, that was where, where the that they're still getting stuff from Voyager 1. Oh, yeah. They still get images from it. Yeah. Granted, it's of empty space Nothing. and nebulas and shit, but it's still out there. It's yeah. still kicking, in, kicking in information back. It's actually kicking itself in a 360 degree direction. So other people might be getting information from Voyager right. someday. Someday. But um, at one point, there was, uh, I think when it went past. Neptune or something that one camera was stuck and they were like just giving up on that functionality but somebody said what if we just command it to move five degrees this way five degrees that way and they basically shook the ice off the thing yeah because it had built up they yep. broke it away so that the the mechanism could work again yep I think one of the coolest things well cool and sad things space and, and things like that and that kind of stuff on Mars, and we would have the same problem on the moon if we had rovers on the moon. Um, the regolith is so fine. It's and, just like a powder. Yeah, it covers everything. Well, it's, it's like driving on powdered sugar. Yeah. It sticks to everything. Yeah. And you sink in it. Right. So and the slightest breeze covers you in it. <laughs> one of the problems it's on... It's like going... And getting the stripper with the glitter. Yes. Covered with the shit. Yeah, you're you're the, you're fucked. The, you're fucked because there's no getting that off of you. you know? No, no. You smell like your nasty coochie and you got <laughs> glitter all over you. So the the Mars rover uh, I forget which one it was, but it got into a dust storm, got covered, and the first time they were able to shake mm-hmm. some of the, the dirt off and get the solar panels working again. But then, but every failure is a. They learn, right? The next one they send has a solution for that. They have a like your phone can vibrate. They have right. that built into it, so I can just yep till it gets out of it enough to move, right? And uncover its solar panels. You know that's that's one of the big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're learning about on Mars. Like it doesn't have a great atmosphere, but there's enough atmosphere there that there are winds and there are like serious windstorms. And if you don't account for that, you're gonna get buried. Well, it's it's it has a it has an atmosphere, but it's like what nitrogen or so. It's uh, the most prevalent. Yeah, I think it's mostly nitrogen. Let's see. But it's thin, right? Yeah, it's like, it, it, it's it like is stupid a thin. Mars atmosphere composition. Uh, let's see, ninety-five percent by volume of CO two. Okay. Two point six percent molecular nitrogen. 1.9% argon, 0.16% molecular oxygen, and 0.06 carbon monoxide. That's 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 a difficulty right there. Yeah. Um the 0.16, I mean, I think there's carbon monoxide in the earth atmosphere, but the the 0.16 oxygen is the fucking killer. Yeah. But it has ice caps. Yes. At the poles. Yes. And that docudrama about 
Mars, where they basically find those caves and they they look for ice. Oh god, that was so cool! I loved it. I loved yes. everything about it. And and then they had the drum dr- dramatic parts where they they got sick and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and the flu kind of the Martian flu went through yeah. and and fucked a bunch of them up. Yep. But uh, yeah, yeah, the science part of that was really cool and interesting, yes. and the drama part of it was enough to. To like move you, move the story, yeah, you know, yeah. Move, move you to the next chapter of what's the problem now? Where we've established a base, what are they dealing with now? Yeah, so there is carbon monoxide in the Earth's atmosphere, but yeah. it is it, it's a lot less than Mars. Yeah, well, um, that and you know, there's actively shit in our ecosystem that right. filters it. So, do you know the composition of oxygen in Earth's atmosphere? I'm going to... Okay. If you had to guess at the percentage of the air that you breathe... Of oxygen in our... I would say 2%. No. You are low. It is 20%. Okay. Which... Well, I'm going off global climate change. Right, yeah. right. I mean, it's, it's probably... <laughs> no, I, I knew it wasn't high because right. it's, a, it's, it's a living thing. I mean... As weird as that, it, the, the atmosphere is living because, you know, plants pull in one part, kick yep. out another part. It's not static. Right. Because if we change one, more people, and change another one, less green. Yeah. Those percentages are going to shift. Yes. Yes. And uh, then, then you have, like, China, where I'm sure it isn't 20% <laughs> oxygen in their atmosphere. Well, I mean, they, I mean, you look at china a lot of times even pre-covid uh to go outside you would have to wear a mask Mm -hmm. uh la and that was for your own benefit that wasn't the government telling you you had to wear a mask it's like if you want to live to 30 wear a fucking mask yeah la pre-covid was getting pretty bad i don't know if it was at the same level as like beijing but it was it was getting pretty rough yeah there was a there was a time of day where it was yeah it was smog is real still night yeah yeah so but i i i think i saw a interview or a podcast or one of those uh things with uh neil degrasse tyson where he's like if we can terraform mars we can repair Earth. Yep. There's no reason to leave. Right. There's no reason to dream of starting over somewhere else. Sure, that's an accomplishment. And yeah. yes, on a small scale, creating a base yep. there. Because it's, you know, I think his thing was, it, it should always be a goal to build something on the moon. Yes. Because it's going to be... Much easier to ship people to the moon and launch shit from the yep. moon. Yep. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot more effective and it's a lot safer. Yeah. It's a lot safer. For, I mean, because the, the kind of shit we want to pack into that to go long distances, we don't want blowing up on the launch pad and right. off the coast of Florida. <laughs> well, and the, like you were saying, you know, the cost thing, like the most expensive part of space travel right now is leaving Earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you... What were they saying? If you left uh, from the moon and you... I, I, I forget the exact numbers, but like 
if you launched a fully fueled rocket from the moon the way you would from Earth, you would have enough propellant to get to like Jupiter or some shit. Like with no problems. Mm -hmm. Well, think about it. We sent a rocket with three guys the size of a skyscraper from fucking Cape Canaveral to the moon. And two of those guys went down in a fucking outhouse and landed on the moon and were still able to leave. Yeah. That should give right. you an idea of the difference of what's required well, to break the gravitational pull. By the time those three I mean, guys... That, 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 that lunar lander was a fucking shithouse. Yeah. And by it's the, tin foil and aluminum. <laughs> by the time those three guys were in orbit around the moon, mm -hmm. you had like 10% of that skyscraper left. Like yeah. the first stage of the rocket detaches, the second stage of the rocket detaches, and you're left with this... With this nipple. Yeah, with this... <laughs> Not too out. The foreskin is flying. Yeah. <laughs> the foreskin yeah. is flying through space, and then it it drops off an outhouse, and the outhouse then lifts off and comes back and docks with the. Yeah, uh, that that's the thing that I mean. I watched. I mean, I love Tom Hanks movies because oh, yeah. they're, they're just great. He do, they do a good job, and oh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, directed the episode for Mandalorian tonight. Ooh, so uh, so, I she is. I I don't want to make I've, this sound. I like the previous episode. She's yes. She's and now granted, they get hand. We're, we're Ray Squirrel yeah. change yeah. the subject. Sorry, folks. Um, but uh, you know they get handed a script and like you're going to direct this one. I don't know if they're like, oh, I want to direct this one. I don't know how it works. I'm not right. in a room. Right. But the episode she ends up with, and she has done. I've enjoyed those episodes. Yes. I enjoyed the episode tonight. Tonight, she is. <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm. I'm shitting on Bryce Dallas Howard because she is a more than passable actress. Mm -hmm. But she is her father. When you put her behind the it's camera, very analytic. It's, it's. It's. She has that eye. But she also. But. <clears throat> along with Ron Howard, he lets the actors be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I watched a, a making of. Uh, no, this wasn't. Uh, um, this wasn't Ron Howard, but uh, making a Forrest Gump, mm -hmm. and they're trying to get the kid to talk like Tom Hanks because, right. and then Tom Hanks met the kid. And he goes, "No, this kid's amazing." Yeah, I'm gonna talk like him. Yeah, and it and that's that's what a, a director need. could easily say. No, it's gotta be. It's gonna be this way. It's my right. movie. You're gonna do. I'm directing you. Listen, that that kid's accent, that kid's cadence, everything about that kid made the movie. Yeah, he Forrest Gump with a normal talking voice is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking he he's, he's an idiot that keeps fucking shit up but with that accent of voice he's hi he is just a you know this bumbling fool this this laughable okay yeah right let it go right 
It's <clears throat> it's that kind of. I don't of, know how we got on Forrest Gump. <laughs> well, because we were talking about Apollo thirteen. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, but Bryce Dallas Howard has that eye and has that that forethought. What? Probably some genetics from her dad, yeah, yeah. and probably from watching how her dad <clears throat> well, handles things. Think about. I mean, think about some of the stuff my daughter's like. Mm-hmm. Is direct result of what i've subjected them to yeah i made i mean i've talked about it on the podcast when they stayed home sick when one day i made them watch iron giant or made the one watch iron giant and the next time i made the other one watch the princess bride you know and both of them when the other one came home from school well you gotta watch this movie watch with dad you know it's like right. you know and i sat there side by side with them watched the finale of avatar the last airbender i mean there there are things that i've encouraged or pointed out or tried Mm -hmm. i mean granted elizabeth watches star wars because her boyfriend watches star wars she's not a big star wars fan but she fucking loves marvel shit right darby even loves most of it yeah but well and that's like i've made i've I've raised geeks but they're girls (laughs) right you know i look at my kids um Deck is Deck and I share sports. That's that's our big thing. Uh, he was kind of a late comer to Marvel, um, but he he really enjoys Marvel. He's a late comer to D and D. Yeah, he was a late comer to D and um, D. Aiden and I share music, but not in the way that a lot of people think we share music. Because you know, when I say oh, we share music to, in common as well as sports, but like. Aiden and I look at music and we start dissecting the piece. Um, I Kesley and I also have that, but that's like the big thing with Aiden and I. Like, we can sit down and listen to a song, and even if we don't like the song, we can appreciate that really cool moment. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie, when I hear a new song that like gets me. He's the first person I show. Because I know I can be like, dude, like, you're probably not going to like this. But just, like... From a... From from your analytical musical <clears throat> side. The stuff... I, I can kind of understand what you're saying. Because you've, you've had us listen to stuff that you're, yep. like, totally excited from. I can see why you're excited. And it's totally not my thing. Yeah. But I can see why you're excited. I can see what I can... I can step out much much unlike some of our leaders mm-hmm. step out of myself and see why it's important to someone else yeah and then but and then not hate it right <laughs> have i had you guys have i shared uh ren with you guys ren doesn't sound familiar okay so ren is this musician um he's been a struggling musician most of his life um he just released this track called High Ren. Just released, like, a couple of months ago. <laughs> um, well, I, when you're small, a couple months is recent. Right. Um, it is... It's kind of that, like... And he even references it in the song. It's it's his Slim Shady, so to speak. Okay. It is him... Introducing himself. Having a argument with himself. It is, it, it's, 
he has some mental health issues and it really it kind of tackles that but it's like if you want to look at it as like the angel and the devil on your shoulders if you want to look at it as multiple personalities but it is to me 20 years from now even though this was not a you know huge star right now the song has gone like infinitely viral um it is it's going to be remembered in 20 years uh it's just him and a guitar and if you watch it or listen to it i recommend watching the video he records it live it's just him in this room with his acoustic guitar and he's very much like you can tell there are personality shifts for the mm-hmm. verses mm-hmm. verses it is a very loose form song mm-hmm. but it is it's it's more than just a song like this this music video in this this composition is like a in my opinion it is best consumed as an audio visual experience okay um and i i look at this and i'm like wow this is amazing i checked out some of his other stuff and like it's okay like it's the rest of his stuff is not really sometimes you hit i mean there's a such a thing as one hit wonders right even with you know yeah small studio kind of guy the rest of his stuff is not as much my thing it's good for what it is because he put more of himself into this Yes, this this felt maybe that's something he's need, he needs to learn or experiment yeah. or with or or he realize this song like you can tell this is a man who is struggling with mental health and and struggling with where he is in life and he is very much writing this and he didn't you can tell when he wrote this he wasn't writing it thinking about this being a hit. See, this that, this that's was the thing, that's the thing about some musicians. Maybe this generation is bad because of the accessibility of YouTube and the internet and everything. But music and writing a song is a vehicle to achieve a lifestyle mm-hmm. or a living, even. And maybe it took him putting that aside. Yeah. And doing it for the music, for himself, or why? What does he think? You know, I, I, yeah. I mean, I have never heard it. I'm analyzing something I only know in description from you. So it's, you have to judge whether or not I'm, I'm even close to understanding what. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, okay, this guy, because I can see that kind of play that, that, like, put aside the paycheck. Yep. I can see that in artists. Yeah, there's there's something this guy's drawing this because boys read comics, boys like boobs. That's right. why he's drawing. It's it. and okay. then there's then there there's this go. then there's this gothic noir freaking Maria Hill. Right. Nothing sexual about that art. Right. It, but it's fucking beautiful. I was just getting ready to it, say it's it's beautiful. If you look at comic books and mm-hmm. in even you know in Snap in the variants like you know but then there's like, like like scotty young yes i love scotty young his early stuff was very i mean his like pimp the backhanding kind of stuff you know girls were shaped a certain way yep. it was still his cartoony stuff but it was much cleaner right 
once he broke out of that and became him, like, this is just the way I draw. Right. I sketch, I scribble, I fill in big swatches of black, you know, yeah. and, and my shit comes out like this. People, by the, by, like ants hurl, hurling themselves at a piece of watermelon yeah. in the grass, you know, it's like, that's what we want. Look at Jim they can, Lee. They, they know when it's true. Yeah. Look at Jim Lee. Yes. When Jim Lee broke in in the 90s mm-hmm. and, and was all the rage. I look at Jim Lee now and I'm like, it's, that's cookie cutter. It's everything. It's it's all the same. It was. It was. If you look at it, and there's some of it in his snap variants and in, in some of the other pieces that I've seen him do lately, like there is still elements of that. A lot of, of that's that. old art too. Yeah. There's elements of that. But his more recent pieces. Since he moved to DC and he does like Batman and Wonder Woman and stuff. His, he's developed a style. Yeah, he's and still a cross-hatching master. He is yes. definitely of that school. I, I, I'm not describing that correctly, but if you know anything about uh, the art, there there are people who render, right? And then there are people like uh, Adam Hughes renders. Yes, this, there's stuff. There's uh, Bruce Tim, uh, Batman animated series. Yep. You know, he renders. If you've seen some of his color marker work stuff, it looks like he airbrushed a damn thing. But he, right. he used markers. He sat there and drew with markers. Um, but then there's the crosshatch guys, right? You know, the Jim Lees, who it's basically you can take their black and white sketch, their their black and white piece, and that's a finished piece. Yeah. Because of all the line. Granted, this guy needs color and shading to make his stuff work. This guy just needs line. Right. It, it, they're different schools. Yep. But it's there. There is something to that idea of you know you you start with doing what you think is going to get you in the door, get you the lifestyle, whatever, and then like you're you're able to that, that door is what kept me from doing the strip for so many years. Which is so mind-blowing to me. No, no. That, I mean, I I could have been doing this for... By hand, granted. The, right. The, the, the iPad was a huge hurdle for me. Sure. But I could have been doing something akin to this since yeah. early 2000s. You know, when you know, have the internet available. And I've worked at somebody with a place with a scanner. I could have been doing it. But so, that fear of that door... Yeah. That's one of my favorite pieces you've ever done. <laughs> it's so bad, too. <laughs> no. What's bad about that? I, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, everything about it. I, there I, is... So, here's here's what I love That's about the this. double strip I did, the one week, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the high ground. <laughs> yeah. The thing I love about this, more than... There's most, not much line to it. There's not a lot of line. Um, I love the way you play with with shading and shadows, and this plays with that. You know, especially like right here under his chin, mm-hmm. top of the chest area. Uh, the the top has that that shadow that makes you feel the depth of the cave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you've got the dude on fire, <laughs> who is very much in the foreground, but in my 
my brain when I look at this, this is background to me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the there's when you draw. I mean, I I am I'm bad at it. I'm really bad at it. That that might be the best example. Okay. But when you draw a, a comic page, you direct the eye. Correct. With subject matter and then either shading or light, you know, creating a path to the next subject matter that you want them to see. Right. That really, his face, the detail it has, the the brightness of it, that's where your eyes typically go first. Right. And then the fire coming from his breath takes you to the second thing, which it, yeah, you're correct, is very much the background even though it's the extreme foreground right i think that's why i love it so much and one one of my other favorites was not that much earlier than that i really Uh, like the one with uh with um gop and kevin walking into the library yes that's great i love this one yes because you know why it looks that way why because i could not figure out what i wanted that monster to look like that's why he looks that way I could not draw a monster for shit that day. And so, he became a dark, shadowy blob with glowing glowing yellow eyes. So the thing I love... So we got this guy, and the monster is terrifying. I think you just like the, the dark and red. <laughs> red is my favorite color. Okay. The monster is terrifying. Okay. I thought he was goofy looking. <laughs> but there, there is... There's, true terror to a monster that just incinerated that someone. big and yeah, yeah okay the monster is still terrifying mm-hmm. one of them the monster is the shot the other the monster is the background yeah 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 and i love that you you have it's developed... almost the same shot there's an extreme yeah. cl- there's an extreme foreground and a beast in the back yep so, I cannot draw to save my life. But one of the things I am above average at is photography. Uh, one of the things that I found that I truly enjoy doing um, is the same kind of like drawing your attention to something and creating depth. Uh, I like to take a photo, duplicate the layers, and make the, the bottom layer, we'll call it, Black and white. Okay. And then I will take the second layer, which is still color, and I will start drawing your attention to other things in the shot. Yeah. By leaving those color and then flattening it down. Before I flatten it, I'll probably put, you know, some some shadowing to kind of, you know, create some depth. But that's like, that's my favorite thing to do if I'm going to edit a photo. And put like, serious time into editing a photo this is a uh, wally woods 22 panels that all, always work okay it is a is a um in my mind it's a famous sketch okay because and he says or says 22 panels that always work or some interesting ways to get some variety into those boring pages where some dumb writer has a bunch of lame characters sitting around and talking for page after page. Okay. So it's like, you know, 
just the head, extreme close-up, you know, behind somebody's ear, you know, all these things. But if you look at those and just, just hear at a distance, kind of squint, see where the blacks are? Yeah. Those shapes yeah. and how they direct you in those little squares? Yep. That's what I was talking about with the light yep. and darkness. That That is, I mean, it's no, very that... prevalent in that. Okay, hold on. And so... and so much that other artists have imitated it okay. and redone it. So, hold that back up. Let me let me not strain the old man eyes here. Okay, okay. Okay. So, from this distance, which mm-hmm. is probably 10 feet, uh, next to you last... You lose a lot of stuff. You do. But the next to last panel in the middle row... Yeah. That silhouette of an obvious female character... Mm-hmm draws my eye faster than any other panel this one actually uh, does a little this is the guy that drew uh powers okay uh, uh i don't i forget his name uh um michael avon oming sure that's his, that's his name um he adds the purple to it rather than the sketchy yeah you know, cross edge which really kind of you know third color adds the depth and it, it does. Really, it really kind of helps direct because this is really, you know, where this guy is purple and the one in the in the background, much like your breath weapon guy, yeah, is is the same same situation. Yep. But yeah, I I refer to this. I, I have them both saved in my um, photos on my iPad, and I have very few photos on my iPad. Okay. So that is uh that is a constant reference for me for like, like how can I make this panel? I, I need, I, I, especially lately, like like, like this week's strip, there's a lot of word, word, word bubbles in there. Yeah. You know how many times I went in, isolated this, this bun and made that character a little bit smaller, <laughs> made that character a little bit smaller, <laughs> but yeah, it's just me hating on Lord of the Rings, but still. <laughs> no, that, I, I I love your hatred for Lord of the Rings. I I love it and hate it. I enjoy those movies. I enjoy the the fantasy romp. Yeah. The 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 the, the grand and his is like the grandest of fantasy romps. Mm-hmm. It's like Excalibur kind of romp. Um but my introduction to fantasy novelization and like D and D kind of setting was Dragonlance. Yep, and there is way more shit going on in Dragonlance than how much the halfling loved mushrooms. <laughs> so my introduction to a fantasy setting uh, was the Gunslinger. Okay, um, and a lot of people definitely like, definitely a different uh, different way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are like, but that's not fantasy. And I'm like, if you don't think that the Dark Tower series is fantasy, you're not paying attention. Yeah, I, I wish I could read King. I really wish I could. And I the one of the things that, that makes me about. sad. No, <laughs> it makes me sad. Like, I get not everybody can read King. Um, there, there are authors that I can recognize. They are great authors. They sell a lot of books. I can't read them. I've read a few Patterson books, and 
it's like reading a script. Yeah. It's they're they're kind of boring. Um I I look at King and I'm like I wish wish that we could get movies or television shows of King properties that were always <coughs> good. The thing that kind of kills King to a lot of people is they'll watch a movie because they're like, I can't, I can't read it. It's not my style. And I'm like, totally get it. And then they'll they watch it. And then they, they hate on the book because it's not like the movie. Well, they'll, they'll hate on it because of that. Or they'll hate on it because the fucking movie is dreadful. Well, it seems like, I mean, how there's been a, how many movies based on Stephen King, Stephen King book. How many of those are based on one of his short stories? The good ones are based on the short stories. See, and, and, and it's like, that was what I was saying earlier about my dream job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dream job is to sit in a room and just come up with a synopsis, a, a plot line, a beginning, middle, and end of a, of a adventure, horror story, world problem. I don't want to look up how do you collapse a world economy? I don't want right. to look. I don't want to learn that. But that would be a cool premise for a po- apocalyptic story, right? Like it's not zombies, right? It's not mushroom people. The economy is gone, right? What fucking happens? What right. happens to all these rich billionaires who just uh, have all their shekels just taken away? And what what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, one of but one of the I, things I can't do that, but I can come up with that idea. One of the one of the problems with Stephen King is very few of his novels are short. Yeah, yeah, he tends to ramble on a little bit. Yeah. Um, and when you see the movie adaptations of these big meaty tomes, well, it's almost like he gives you everything. And then when it comes time, somebody wants to make a movie of it. They have all this to choose from. They have they make choices, right? Which changes the story, right? But they made choices. One of, I, I mean, the closest thing I have for a love of Stephen King is the two part TV it mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. That was probably my first introduction to Stephen King. Okay. I had no idea what it was. I watched it when I was like just in high. I was like, I was graduating high school. I yeah. Think it came yeah. out like 89, 90, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was something like that. And I fucking loved it. It was horrific because, yeah. you know, it's made for TV, but it was still pretty horrific. They got away with as much as you could get away yeah. with. Yeah, they did. At that time. But it was, I'm like, I know, I know there were Stephen King movies before that. Yep. Now, and Carrie, uh, what was the car one? Christine. Christine. Yep. Uh, uh, Maximum Overdrive. I, yep. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It was plausible to me. I need that. that okay. I need. I need enough of the puzzle pieces to fit for me to buy into the story. Okay. And. An alien creature that hibernates for... I mean, this is a locust. 
Yeah. You know, but it's got some kind of psychic wave that, that you know, gets into your head. Yeah. And that's the horror part of it. I can buy into that. So, I can't comprehend what it looks like, so I see it this way. Okay. Did you see the new It? I seen movies? the part one, and I, okay. I, I liked it. Okay. Uh, the guy that played Pennywise was fucking brilliant. Fucking, yeah. And, and I loved the actors and, and the actress that played the kids. Yes. I, I really enjoyed them i haven't seen the first one was on amazon or sure something like that prime or netflix or what and i'm like oh fuck i'm watching that yeah and 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 yes i will watch the second one once it pops in there but i don't rent movies anymore no one rents movies anymore you wait for it to come on netflix or amazon right you know that's so the new movies are where can you even rent a movie no you have to rent it on amazon yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's even. I've rented movies through Amazon, like three ninety nine, and watched right. Free Guy or whatever it was. I couldn't tell you where the closest Redbox. They have those Redbox things. I've seen them in Walmart and a few gas stations. That's yeah. the closest the video store there is now. Yeah, but like the the new It movies are a lot closer to the books. There's still a lot of difference there's between shit they have to leave out. Right. But and and that's been a controversial thing he's argued for for years, right? Ever since he wrote the book, right? Yes. The the the, the orgy scene, the child, yeah, that, child sex that, scene that needed to to stay on the cutting room floor. Well, I have heard his defense of it, and they're all stuck in the fear that yeah. Pennywise was emanating mm-hmm. and that was they needed something just pure joy to get right. out of it I, I i get i get it there could have been i mean it was extreme i mean here <laughs> you know, mean, can't can't one or two of them and they carry the rest out <laughs> it's like king fuck. uh well, he doesn't pull punches when he goes somewhere right. he goes all the way yes i get it well and sometimes he he will write himself into a corner um i've done that with the strip yeah <laughs> i mean i have the stand unabridged and uncut sitting over there it's 1200 pages it is i i read the the cut edited version and i hated it i read that version and i love it even though King admits he got to a point where he didn't know what to do. So Trash Can Man goes off to the desert and brings back a nuke and just levels Las Vegas. He wrote himself into a corner. Like, there, this either becomes what happens and Vegas becomes the victor, which I think... While an interesting story, no one wants to read 1,200 pages of the struggle of the heroes against the bad guy to then have the bad guy win. Have the bad guy win. Or you need a way to just wipe out everybody, the bad guy and every last motherfucker who rallied to him and there was a Las Vegas full of them. Trash Can Man brings back a nuke and everybody dies. Done. Is it the most elegant way? No. That's is how it, it ends? N- that's how the one Vegas act. ends. Okay. 
Um, but I mean, the build up to that was intense and it was gripping. And then Trash Can Man brings it back. Ever it explodes. And while it's it's very like some people are like that was lame like that was so lazy like it left you just in a state of shock because in the uncut version because that that is in the the edited version of the book in the uncut version of the book you have more backstory on who this trash can man is and. He goes from just being this like fucking stupid side character in the the smaller version of the book to you get an entire chapter about how he becomes who he is and it's fucking awful. It's terrible. This guy if a bad thing could he is happen justified in his insanity yeah if a bad thing could happen to somebody it happened to him so him going off to try and find something to help to gain acceptance to be the hero for his side it makes sense that he wanders off into the desert looking for something and brings back a fucking nuke where does he find it is that explained uh, I don't think so no Like it's just, <laughs> they're just laying around I, I, I mean the world is a terrible, terrible place in, yeah. in that book. You know, you talk about how do things happen? How, you know, you were talking about like, you know, you don't want to research that. Like, fuck, dude, that book is the uh, some some terrible virus escapes. I, I love authors and, and, and artists and creatives. Obviously, I'm, I fancy myself to be, you know, on some measure, one yeah. of those. But uh I watched uh, a few podcasts or, or just interviews like Comic Con panels or whatever. One has a uh, Patrick Rothfuss, and he's talking about um, an element that he puts in his book, where um, it's like a he can send a message from one place to another place, mm-hmm. and uh, he passes off that version of that part of the book off to his uh, beta readers and they're like you do realize you just made a telephone right and he's like oh fuck if there's communication over this great distance this changes the world dramatically mm-hmm. so it's it's a wonder people can write grand fantasy set nowadays right there's too much communication there's too it's too <laughs> instantaneous the yeah. problem you start here is over now <laughs> i think that's people are reacting of, and stopping you now one of the things i loved about i think it was a book before it was a movie but the movie reign of fire oh with the dragons yeah yeah that's one of the things i loved about that movie because it was horror a little bit of sci-fi, a lot of fantasy now. And Woody Harrelson. <laughs> and Woody Harrelson and Christian Bale. Was it Christian oh, Bale? Oh god. Yeah, I think no. Christian Bale's in it. Was it? Um I, I want to say Brad Pitt, but I know that's not right. No, I think it was one of the Wilsons. Reign of Fire. 
know I spelled it right. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, that's it. Yeah. Christian Bale. God, that, that movie had a great cast. Woody Harrelson is in it, right? No. It's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's Matthew McConaughey. I'm thinking of Woody Harrelson's character in um, War of the Planet of the Apes or what? The the remakes. Oh, I haven't seen them. They're really good. Really? The, the special effects and the way they... The way they tell the apes rise and their civilization built, it's still very... I mean, in the old, you know, 68, you know, 70s uh, movies, it like, oh, they went from being pets to now they they got their own cities and shit. <laughs> right. No, they're still living up in the hills. They got... they built a bunch of fences and they hide. <laughs> I... And it's Andy Circus. I mean, everything that man touches I'm is sorry. genius. Yeah, yeah. I, more, one of my favorite Instagram clips is him on the Colbert Show reading one of Trump's tweets in the voice of Gollum. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! It's it, it. Just Google it. It's fucking okay. brilliant. It's sad. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he even crouches up on the. On, on the chair and it's like he's got a posture like Gollum it's okay. freaking awesome so com- and hating on Lord of the Rings but you know, yeah love 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 Andy Circus. I'm gonna pull a Ray and I'm gonna change subject oh, of course, course because it, I've I, done it I to was, you about 20 times already. I was looking through my phone for something else and found this picture um, a couple weeks ago my niece was in a car accident oh shit uh, she ended up having to spend the night at Nationwide Children's Mm-hmm. Um, she's okay, um, but it was it was How scary. Old is she? Uh, nine, eight. Oh, nine. oh, you talked. To, yeah, you mentioned this. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, because we were talking about the fact that, uh, yeah, uh, Dylan and Amber um, haven't heard anything. Yeah. <laughs> so my sister texts me. Sister's a world class communicator. Yeah, my sister texts me, and or I text my sister, and I'm like, "Hey, how's Maeve?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, she's she's gonna be okay. Um, we're gonna." be going home today but she has to wear the collar until she gets home mm. when you think of that you're thinking what the neck brace yeah because right. i lived in it for, okay for months okay the first thing that popped into my head when my was my lampshade si- <laughs> my sister <laughs> don't want her chewing on her stitches <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of this. Oh, and I'm like, like I'm sitting there, and it took me. I'm I'm at lunch with Athena when this happens, and I'm like in my brain. I'm like, why are they putting a fucking dog collar with the fucking inverted lampshade you're on my monster, niece? You're a monster. Uh, that is the most pain I've ever been, and you know, my breaking my ankle, all yeah. that shit. Most pain I've ever been in was the ride home from riverside after i had my neck surgery really laying in the car every bump on 71 was a lightning bolt through my body most pain i've ever been and it was just little you know like yeah on the highway nothing it wasn't like a rocking around yeah it was just every little jolt and i'm just laying like this (laughs) i'd say the most pain i was ever in I, I, I'm a man, so threshold pain way lower. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to insult anybody. Probably, I was like, God, I was like 14. Yeah, I was 14. Uh, my mom and I were going somewhere. 
I, I don't know. I was in the front seat. My mom was driving a 1979 Pontiac Bonneville. Okay. Big boat. Boat. Land ship. Yes. You know where the Dairy Queen is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had gone that way. No. That way. <laughs> uh, past the Dairy Queen. We'd gone down the hill. There was a car stopped in front of us to turn left onto one of those side streets. There's a car behind us. This guy came down Wood Street just fucking screaming. Just plows into the back of the car behind us. And I mentioned the car that my mom was driving to to illustrate the force. The car behind us was at a dead stop as well. It gets pushed into my mom's 1979 Pontiac Bonneville with a trunk that can fit 10 dead bodies in it. Mm -hmm. And when the accident was completed, there was no trunk to the Bonneville. Crumple zone. Now, (laughs) in the immediate aftermath of that, I didn't feel anything. Like, uh, what happened? Yeah, like, like smack, thrown forward, whatever, you know. We get out of the car. We realize what went on. My mom is, like, freaking the fuck out, you know. Um, but we're okay. You know, no no reason to for a hospital stay or anything like that. We get checked out at the scene. My dad comes, picks us up, takes us home. Uh, he calls the doctor. Listen, car, I assume, gets towed away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the fucking the whole back end was like this, like tilted up and whatnot. It was bad. Um, dad calls the doctor. Gets off the phone with the doctor. Doctor says, or my dad says, you're gonna stay home from school tomorrow. Doc says you're probably gonna be in a world of hurt tomorrow. It's one of those ones, once everything starts moving back into right. place, everything gets fucked up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I wanted to go to school the next day. I don't even remember. I was like 13, 14, something right. like this. I, I'm fairly confident I was 14. Um, Had to be 14 because I was in high school. Uh, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to school tomorrow. I don't remember what was going on at school the next day, but I wanted to be there. I get up the next morning and I sit up in bed and I'm like, oh, oh, this, this hurts. This hurts a lot. My bedroom was in the basement. I gingerly walked to the steps. You crawled up the steps. I took a step and when I put weight on that leg to take the next step up, I just crumpled onto the steps. And I had to crawl up the steps. It, it. I bet you it took me 10 minutes. If for not a lot of steps. Like, you know, it's a basement. <laughs> One so, flight of steps. Yeah. I get to the top of the steps. I'm like pawing at the door <laughs> to get the door open. My dad apparently hears the door, comes over, opens the door and looks at me. And he's like, I thought I told you you were staying home today. And I was like... Yeah, I wanted I to go to pee. school. I gotta pee. Oh, I would have pissed downstairs. <laughs> there's, there's a big, big, crazy drain. I could have pissed down there and just <laughs> run water down it and been fine. But It like, happens, ladies. Just accept it. Yeah. 
<laughs> teenage boy in a basement, big cistern type, you know, drain. In the shower. It yeah. happens. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, you should go back to bed. And I'm like, I can't. And he's like, what do you mean you can't? And I'm like, I cannot imagine trying to go back downstairs. So he like essentially has to pick me up off the floor. <clears throat> Lucky he wasn't in the accident too. Right. How was your mom feeling? Oh, my mom didn't get out of bed for two days. Oh, jeez. He essentially drags me. Uh, kitchen, dining room, living room. And Up onto the couch. Puts me on the couch. And he's like, you're not moving the rest of the day. And I was like, no, this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I sat there on the couch. This is this is how awful I felt. We have talked about my hatred for some of the old TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sat there and watched Little House on the Prairie, Gunsmoke, Highway to Heaven, Ugh. Gilligan's Island. Weren't you in enough pain? <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't care. The thought of moving I mean, to go somewhere else. The thought of moving to reach for the remote. <laughs> oh no, my dad was sitting there. Like he was, he was there to take care of us. Like that. That is probably. I I would have to seriously think about it, but I bet you I could name all the times I ate dinner not at the dining room table. That was one of those days. I'm fairly confident I could count the number of times when my entire family was home for dinner and didn't eat at the dining room table. That was probably one of three or four times ever. We are not a dining room table family. We are a get your bowl, go find your screen, sit down. We we were a dining room table family until I was... Oh, well, growing up. Yeah, Absolutely. Sit at the table until the yeah. plate was empty. Yeah. Lima beans, whatever. You you ate it all. I think I was I was definitely sixteen when when that stopped being like the norm. Usually usually it happens about the time you gain your first step of independence, be it a license or a job. That yeah. that 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 transitions to you're not not always going to be present right but i mean if if a parent and children were home dinner was at the dining room table um and that was that was up until yeah it was up until my mom started working split shifts which i looked at at the time and i thought they were so cool and now i look at them and i'm like that is such a terrible Mm -mm. like my mom would go to work live and sleep to go to work. Yeah. She would go to work like 8 to 1. And then she'd be off from 1 until like 6 or 7. And then she'd go work 7, seven to 11. But yeah. that was the life of a telephone operator. Yeah. God, think about that. Like Now they have machines. Yeah, I was just trying to think like outside of like 911... Yeah, dispatchers. That's about it. Is there a dedicated phone operator? Um, maybe uh, hospital. Yeah, but I mean, There's like, probably someone who's always going to answer the phone there. 
Yeah. Is telephone operator. I'm sure there's somebody in India that will answer your call. You call for support. Now. In response to that email you got about uh, your bank account may be compromised. <laughs> wow. If I told you that telephone operator is a job that still exists for commercial phone companies. Okay. How many telephone operators would you think are employed in the United States right now? Seven? 19,000. Hmm. That doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't. I mean, you divide that by 50. Right. Yeah. That's not, that's okay. not a lot. Let's, let's do some math here. So it's it's actually, it's 18,900 is, is what it says. So 18,900 divided by 50. Okay. And that's not even considering Rhode Island versus California. California. Right. That means on average, there are 378 telephone operators per state. Now, if you divide that by two, that means that there are 189-ish per shift on average per state. And think about how many more phones there are. Right. I mean, there's quadruple the number of phones oh yeah now yeah i mean okay so every house has number of phones possibly plus one equal to the number of people yeah yeah i mean when you were growing up there were five there was the phone yeah there were five people in your house there was a phone well phone line Mm mm-hmm when your kids were little, you were a family of four. I'm assuming when they were when they were young, you probably had a landline and you and your wife had a cell phone. When the girls were born, we had a landline, an internet line. Mm-hmm. And I had a cell phone. Okay. Karen had a work bag phone. Okay. That she used when she was out on business and stuff. Okay. So that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. The, the girls were born in 20, uh, 2002. Yeah. By then, Karen and I both had cell phones. Yeah. Now, granted, they were you know flip phones or whatever. Yeah. So when... Deck was born. I was in high school. Uh, my house, because my mom worked for the phone company, we had our primary line, our internet line, and only because my mom worked for the phone company, my sister and I had a separate line. That's nice. Right. 
If my mom did not work for the phone company, we would not have had that. Mm. Believe me, we, we had, when I grew up, my dad worked for GTE. So, we yeah, we had all the phone frills. Yeah. You know, we had, we had A, we had both cast-off stuff, like decommissioned. I mean, our living room phone looked like one you'd find at a secretary's desk with yep. all the lights and shit. Because yep. it was free, you know, and you could put it on speaker. Yep. And, you know, that kind of shit. It was so cool, right? (laughs) If you click, if you push this button, that actually clicks when you push it. And it stays down when you push it. Yep. (laughs) And it lit up a light above it that you could actually see the bulb underneath the plastic. (laughs) So, our primary phone, when I was in high school, all three phone lines came into that phone. Okay. Now, there was some way that it got set up so it would ring one ring for the primary phone. And it would ring a separate ring for my sister and I's phone. And it it never allowed an incoming call to connect on the internet line. Because it would kick you off. Right. That sucked. It was so... Be playing Diablo or something. Yeah. Disconnected. Fuck! Yeah. So, but then, you know, in my room, the phone I had in my room for my line that I shared with my sister had the built-in answering machine. It had the built-in. Here's here's one that will. My dad still, I think to this day, has an old. You, you, you never watched the Waltons or what? No. On the wall. But the old. The crank yeah. it. He had, yeah. he was. He, we had it hanging on the wall for, for the longest time because my dad you know, got it out of an old phone booth. Right. You know, he's like salvaged it. It was made of wood. and it had Oh, like, yeah. It had like chisel lines in the back with bare wire going in it for the connections and shit. And he was always going to rewire it and make it actually a working phone that you could stand there and talk. No. So that never here, Here's something that some of our, our younger listeners would probably, maybe they would find this weird. My phone in my room was one of the first phones that United Telephone slash Sprint offered that had built-in caller ID. Wow. That's pretty high class. I remember when we got a cordless phone, you know, with the antenna. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the expandable antenna. Yeah. That was... Wow, you can walk so around cool. the whole house. Right. Well, not all the way to the end of the not house. All the way, no, yeah. no, no, come on. Yeah. Um God, oh, man. So God, technology, it's it's amazing anything can be made. Because in the process of imagining it, designing it, testing it, making an actual function, making the support technology that cradles this device that you've made. By the time you've gone through all those steps, the next thing is in the process to yeah. replace it. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest problems. The 18 months it takes to, from, from imagination to in your hand, Yeah, there's another thing pushing behind it. That's one of the big problems we're seeing with cell phones right now. Because they're iterating on the processor that powers these mini computers so fast 
That was one of the things that ended up dooming the Windows uh, Surface phone. Okay. Because they spent so much time in development on this phone. And they had designed it with this processor, this chipset, this RAM. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time that phone finally made it to market... It was out of, out of date. It was not just out of date by like, oh, well, this phone's coming out, but the new processor's coming out. So, you know, it was two processors behind. See, that's that's the beauty of, you know, I'm not a fan, but the iPhone. Right. It's honestly, the, I, the iPhone succeeded where Windows Phone failed for the same reasons Microsoft succeeded and Apple computers arguably failed. Right. Because Microsoft focused on the software. Right. And with the iPhone, they focused on the software. Yep. And basically the software, you make this functionality, this interface work and be as as fluid as it was. Yep. Whatever's behind it is just wheels. For 90% it's just, of the population, it's just, it doesn't it's just rolling. It's yeah. just rolling. And... You know, the next one will have bigger wheels, or they'll yep. spin faster, or there'll yep. be eighteen of them. And what the, what the fuck? Up? I I'll say this: it, it, it's 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 almost like they looked at each other and they tried the other guy's solution, and they, yep. and the same person won. Yep. the same plan went. Focus on software. I'll say this: if because the GUI is what wins. Yeah, the the graphic user. Graphical user Graphic interface, user interface yeah. yeah, is what wins every yeah. time. If Apple ever allowed tech savvy iPhone users to have the access to the settings that I have on my Android device, mm-hmm. I'd go back to Apple. If if I could do the same tech things with my iPhone that I have achieved with an Android, I'd go back to an iPhone without, without hesitation. Hmm. I like the GUI. I, I use an Apple product every day. Right. I, it, granted at work and I'm referencing my iPad that arguably it, it is my connection to foolish media. It's it's what I'm doing, uh, the the strip and yeah. you know art and stuff. So. But on the other hand, like I I don't use it as much integrated. But I don't want a surface, right? No, you you would never a surface wouldn't achieve what you achieve with that. It's I'm I would just assume have a laptop with a touchable screen, right? And it's the same damn thing, right? At my pre- in my previous life as an e-commerce director and IT director, I used my Android device as an integral part of my day-to-day job. I was able to make a boot disk this quick side note. I, I just keep seeing it in a blank yeah. and I'm like, is that no, bad? No. So this is just acting as the interface. I know. I know. I'm recording it here. Oh, okay. Not here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was I, like, "Fuck! Did we not record any of this? Nope. This I'm, has been gold. <laughs> I'm I'm watching it right here. Um, I I used 
I, I used a SD card, micro SD card. Mm-hmm. I built a Windows boot disk on that. Okay. I was able to then keep that at work. If a computer had a problem, I could pop that SD card into my, uh, at the time, note. Tell my phone, ignore the SD card. Walk over to the computer, plug my phone into the computer, and boot from that SD card. That's pretty fly. That's like, when I realized I was able to do that, I read a fucking article that took me, it took me three hours to read the article. It probably took me 10 hours to build the SD card. It took me another two hours to get comfortable with with setting my phone to be able to do it but once i was able to do it like i was able to fix computer problems that we we were having because we had some aging desktops i was able to fix them infinitely faster you know i was able to do the same thing when it came time to uh program our new credit card machines that we got um i built the boot and all the settings and everything on the SD card, popped it into my phone, plugged the phone into the credit card machine, and it said, where do you want to source this from? I pointed to the SD card, done. Like I no longer, like I no longer had to tear something down and bring it into my office and make space and fight through it. Download it from the internet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to build all this shit ahead of time. And when there was a problem, it was just as simple as popping the SD card out, popping it in, hitting the button, going out there and plugging my phone in. And your bosses are like, "That's the, my." Why one, do we pay you so much? My one boss looked at me and said, "That's fucking witchcraft." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, that's." I, I was sitting right here when you said that about procreate. <laughs> I think, I, dude, it, it is witchcraft to. Technology viewed from the outside of people yeah. not familiar with it, it's witchcraft. It is. It's so funny because, you know, I look at some of the things that that you do with Procreate. I look at some of the things I do, uh, you know, just that, with that data. speech there. Right. I'm like, that, I'm thinking calculus. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know enough to understand what you're saying. Reference the SD card. You know, I, right. I, I know I've not done that but i've done that in like on a jump drive and, right. and kind of thing but to tell me to go over there and do it <laughs> right fuck you right not happening to just have like a fucking drawer laid out with all the sd cards labeled and just like pick it up pop it in your phone and go do something like that that to me was amazing i could because I, I can't I haven't tried to do it with my Pixel, but with my Samsung, I could phone to TV and then Bluetooth connect a mouse and keyboard to my phone. And essentially now this is a it's a shitty computer, but it's a computer. Mm-hmm. Um well, I've seen those 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 Samsung the Dex system. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking. It is a computer. I mean, it looks just like a desktop. Yeah, it's amazing. Insane. We actually are at work. We're going to deploy some of those for because we we have the software for like 
visitor check-in. And right now it runs on a tablet. The problem with a tablet when you're in a large company scale like this, a tablet is hard to hide. It's hard to protect. It's hard to not break. Okay. Phone's easy to go in a pocket. A phone? We can plug the phone in, put a shitty $99 monitor out there, tuck the phone up behind the monitor. Nobody's the wiser. And it doesn't get bumped, knocked off. The, nothing gets broken. It's... The, the deck system is so cool for stuff like that. Yeah. Think of those those kiosks at Walmart, at, uh, Walmart, at uh, McDonald's, the oh, yeah. order things. I mean, every time we go in there, I go to the counter because I want, I got the paper money and I want the person right. face. And you go to that screen because this, this is the language that yep. Chad wants to speak. Yep. Yeah. I never thought that I had an accent. I've never thought that. People in Ohio do. There's no D in water. How do I say it? How do I... Now you've got me like like overly conscious. I say water. 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 There's no D in water. Right. Water. Right. I've never... But I've never thought... I've like, never thought I had an accent either until someone pointed that out. And I'm like... When I, when I go to order food... I feel like people don't understand the words coming out of my mouth. I know. I, I, I had it earlier. I said a word and I fumble over the pronunciation. I can mm-hmm. he- I hear it in my head. I know it's a word. I can't make my mouth fat. <laughs> you know, I, that's that's where I, I try to speak intelligently. Right. But my mouth doesn't want to cooperate. <laughs> your brain is smart. Your mouth is dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's honestly it's um, I, I read this or saw this in a I, most of the stuff I see it. It's it's a YouTube video that I stumbled upon. You know, some some intellectual bullshit that we we happen to find. But it's a difference between where did you learn it? Did you learn it reading, or did you learn it somebody spoke it mm. to you? And that's where fumbles in my pronunciation yeah. is because I've read that in something yep. I've read or I've heard it once or twice. Right. And it might not necessarily, it might have been someone with a British accent or a, a heavy German accent or whatever that was, that was in the podcast or the, the documentary I was watching said it. And therefore it's in my brain wired that way. Yeah. And when I say it, that stuff tries to come out with it, <laughs> yeah. with my accent, and it just collides. It's funny. Uh, another thing that made me think about accents. I told you, this podcast was going to be gold tonight. Yeah. The, the two of us can do this all night. All night. So, part of our company is in other states. Mm-hmm. We're, in, we're in multiple states. Uh, a lot of our people are in the north the the central north america wisconsin minnesota wisconsin minnesota that area and they have one of those south canada places yeah they they have that that accent Mm -hmm. and to hear them pronounce you can you can hear the cheese on their breath (laughs) (laughs) 
when I hear them <laughs> pronounce the names of cities where we have places, um, it's weird because they're they're having that almost Nordic uh, yeah. kind of accent, pronouncing very Native American yes words. Yeah, so it, it it's kind of a like I was just saying a collision yeah. of. You've read it or heard it spoken. So, when you say the name of the city I live in, you say it... Mansfield. Okay. When I was talking to someone last week, uh, we were talking and they were like, Oh, so do you live in Lexington? And I said, No, I, I, I live close. And they were like, Oh, do you live in Monsfield? And I'm like... Yes, I live in Mansfield. Oh, was that close to the Ontario? <laughs> I'm like, Ontario, yeah. And I'm like, you say that you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> well, I, I like to quote Rick and Morty when it comes to this. Uh, go ahead and say it whatever way you want. Words are just things. Yeah. They're, 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 they're yours as soon as you say them. And, and and honestly, Monsfield, Mansfield, Mansfield, Monsfield, it's all the same thing as long as the idea gets conveyed. Right. So the the town... People that get mad about, like, Wooster, mm. Wooster. Yeah. You know, it's like... You need I was to just calm getting ready to say, to calm how down. do you say it? I say Wooster because that's what people, you know, yeah. say. That's all, that's all I've ever known it from. I didn't grow up around here. Or I didn't come... I didn't, I didn't come from far enough away that i've read it okay and again a difference of reading and there there is a there is a uh road over there uh baird street yeah they pronounce it brad street or bard street yeah i'm like no there's an eye in there fucker <laughs> yeah um so you grew up in willard right yeah did they pronounce it willard yeah Okay. New Haven, Willard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was uh, pretty close to where uh, Dylan grew up, apparently. My aunt pronounces Willard, Willard. Yeah, there's no Y. No. You know how many not. people have pronounced my name, Warner? I wish I was one of those brothers. Okay. Uh, no, I'm a Warren, not Warner. My last name, Cider. Beca- because no, that, that is not the most common mis- mispronunciation. Really? Critter. I can see it. I wouldn't. I would never assume. I would give you the benefit of the doubt and then say Critter over Critter. Right. <laughs> I'm like, um. There's certain things that get get uh, go through a. Come on, really? Right, right. You know, that person's name really isn't Butt Dwarf. Oh, yeah, it is. Fuck. <laughs> Butwarf? No, it's Butt Dwarf. <laughs> now, the other side of my family that kept the Germanic spelling, Heather, mm-hmm. um, they get a lot of Kreter as the pronunciation. A lot of this uh, boils down to the English language sucks. It's awful. 
it's awful. I think, I think we've 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 all agreed on this numerous times. Yes, it, it is it is horrible. Coffin through look like they rhyme. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of in, uh, Instagram uh, memes and stuff. Okay, this is tomb. So this is coom. No comb. Oh, so this right. is this is boom. No, that's bum. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it. Oh God, I could I could rail against the English language. There's a guy over there with a skip. Like, okay, okay. What the fuck? <laughs> Scratching out his notes. Right. Who thought baloney and pony would rhyme? <laughs> Bologna. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it's so funny to me to to look at those kinds of things. Um, it's it's weird to 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 think about that stuff because that driving over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm on 30. 30 has one of the lanes blocked off. Okay. And and the lane it has is the middle lane. So the lane where everybody's going to merge onto and, and exit off of is the one that's open. I'm riding. It's raining. It's not raining hard. You can see clearly. Mm-hmm. There's a semi ahead of me, probably eight car lengths. And there's a car coming down the, the on-ramp onto the, onto the highway. I see them. I turn my left blinker on. I just kind of tap it, tap it again, tap it again. That person stops on the on-ramp. I'm like, what do you think my fucking blinker was on for? Yeah. I, I, I can't wave at you. Come on. I'm giving you space. You can't really see me slowing down because you can't see my brake lights. Right. I'm going to give you this to mm-hmm. come on over. And I'm like, it's the kind, that's the kind of shit. Like when I was teaching the girls to drive, I really had to just, okay, this is the way you should look at this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, another situation driving here tonight, I was coming down uh, Center Street. And there's like a dip there by yep. the country club. Water always levels there. And then there's a narrowing of the creek. So... And the water's like covering my lane. There's a car coming in the opposing lane. There's a car in front of me and behind me. The car in front of me is far enough ahead that I see when he goes through that water, it goes fucking everywhere. I can't swerve into the other lane to get away from it because car coming. I can't stop. There's a car behind me. Shit's wet. So I just let off the gas and coast through this water. It waves up over my drive. But you have to make these microscopic. Yeah, immediate. Don't gun it. Don't right. hit the brakes. Right. Just let it coast. Just coast. This lane is where I'm allowed to be. Let's just stay here. Stay the course. But it's it's <clears throat> it's those. Uh, I I don't know if I'm putting too much emphasis on uh, little thoughts, but those kind of thoughts just like tickle me when when I when yeah. I have those those analytical kind of like dissecting what just happened or right. why I made that decision. You know, why I did this. Why did why didn't he see the blinker as what I intended it for? So speaking of driving, I know I've talked about it before. Can you drive stick? I have driven stick. It's been way too long for me to say I can drive stick. Okay. So Aiden's first car was stick. Okay. It took me I don't think do they even make stick anymore? Yeah, yeah. it's like one of the features you have to like dictate, and like most of the stuff on the. So you're either looking at like super base model, mm-hmm. um, 
or you're looking at some kind of crazy sport model. Right, right. Or a truck. Or a truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the truck I'm looking at right now is a Chevy Colorado work truck. And one of the features that entices me is it's a six-speed manual. Is it on a column or on the floor? No, it's on the floor. Okay. Because six yeah. feet six mm-hmm. feet on a column? That would be that's pretty... just That's just asking for trouble. Right. Like... My best friend in high school, his dad's truck was on the column. And just steering and this right here all. Yeah. You know how times we swerve and shit while he's driving? Oh, yeah. Fucking terrifying to ride with him in that truck. So it was, it probably took me six months. I was able to get him to start in a parking lot and he could start and he could go and he could stop and he was fine. Translating, starting, starting, getting moving, stopping at a stoplight or stop sign, mm-hmm. taking off into a turn yep. was my dip, most difficult tasks while driving. Because you got, you got both feet moving right, and you got arm and both arms moving and not that coordinated. <laughs> my thought was when, when I was thinking about teaching him, I'm like, well, he's a drummer. He can play drum kit. Pedals, yeah, yeah. This this should be easy. Mm-hmm. The problem we would run into, and I didn't... It, it's one of those things you don't notice in a parking lot because you don't have enough room to get up to speed yeah. quickly. He thought that you had to work the pedals so that you were reaching that clutch release point and gas like perfectly. Couldn't in an ideal world, yeah, but you, right. you there, especially when you're up to speed, there's a gap there, right? Actually, so, the faster you go, the bigger the gap, right? Right. Yeah. So, especially in a non-sports car situation, we had a a four-speed uh, escort when we were kids, mm-hmm. and my dad used to let us shift for him. Yep. So, so I didn't have no knowledge of the clutch or the gas or brake, right? but he would tell me one and. You know, two, three, four. So we're driving around, like, I'm taking him out to, like, Woodland and stuff like that. You know, these empty roads. And he's just, he's just failing. Like, there's no other way to put it. The kid is stalling every time he tries to take off. And I'm like, okay, I gotta gotta figure this out. Like, we are running out of time. He's almost done with driver's ed. He's going to be getting his license. He cannot drive his car. So I'm like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to drive and we're going to drive to Marshall Park out in Ontario. And I want you to listen to what I'm saying. We're not going to have the radio on nothing. Oh, no, there, there was a firm no radio law, law when I talked to the girls. We're going to just think about and I'm going to talk you through how I shift and how I take off and all of this stuff so that we can get this. And it took... Like I'm, I'm driving out there, and we're going up one of the hills on Park Avenue. We we stopped at the hill, and I said, "Now, one of the things you can do in a situation like this, you're getting ready to take off. Um, you can kind of like goose the gas a little bit, and then let the clutch out as you're doing it, and you get the RPMs up high enough, and then like you don't want to do it all the time because you'll slip the clutch. That like that's not good. You'll burn out your clutch. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, "Wait, you mean it doesn't have to be perfect?" And I'm like, "I mean the 
more perfect it is, the better, but it's no. A, it's so it's so personal. It's a very it's and it's not personal to the driver, it's personal to the car. Right. So I get him out to Marshall Park and I'm like, okay, here's what I want you to do. We're gonna take off from a stop. I want you to nudge the gas, not a lot, just a little, and then start to take off. And he did that, and we got rolling, and we start moving through things, and we stop, and we do this, and he's like, oh my god, I think I've got it. And he comes to a dead stop and takes off perfectly without having to to goose it before he starts. He's trying to do that perfect wow combo of... Yeah. The sequence of, of spells and abilities. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, you can fudge this one every once in a while. You right. can skip four. <laughs> right. And he fought, like he, he was like, that was the part I was missing. I don't, it doesn't have to be this like perfect synchronization. And when I realized that I had not caught that sooner, I felt awful. Because the past six months, like... It got to a point where he and I weren't talking mm-hmm. because he was just mad at me. That's that's where I was at with Elizabeth when I was teaching her. Darby would get upset and just want to go home. Right. Because she was fine driving around town. Okay. She she was fine changing lanes on Claremont, getting pulling off from one of the side streets, getting into the nearest lane and getting into the far lane and turning off. Yeah. She she had no problem. Managing other cars, managing stoplights, stop signs. No problem. Maneuverability, she could not get it. She had, if she couldn't see the cones, she would keep correcting until she could see the cone. And then she was out of it. Yep. She was coming out the middle. And, and I'm like, you you have to trust your car is where you put it. Yep. And when you, you know, but Elizabeth, she could do the maneuverability blindfolded. She would blow through stop signs, run right through red lights, yeah, almost ram into cars on the highway because yeah. she couldn't imagine other things moving with her, right, or other things mattered if she had to not move. But and and the it equated to Elizabeth played first person shooters. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got in my head to explain the difference between the two. Elizabeth knew where a body she couldn't see was yeah. in a space. Yeah. Darby did not have that understanding. Yeah. I mean, when you play Borderlands and you're going through one of those, uh, what what is it, uh, Crimson Radio challenges where you have to jump and yeah. you can't see your fucking feet. Right. Even if you look down, you don't see your feet. They're not right. there. Nope. So it's hard. Yeah. You have to trust what you see in front of you dictates where other things are. Right. Elizabeth had it. Darby did. And and, and it was it was hard on me because I kept, I kept failing Elizabeth, and then she moved away. She she started dating Josh, and license wasn't priority for her anymore but right. it was for darby darby had to have her license before her senior year was you know not started but before christmas yeah. senior year and it was a mission for her so then once i 
got one flavor of teaching out of the way, I could focus, and Darby did much better. Okay. I, I, I was able to analyze and see why she couldn't understand maneuverability. Because so, I was outside the car, and I'm standing on the cone, you know, trying to talk her through. You know, totally illegal. She's in the car by herself. Right. And I'm, like, outside the car, like, forward, forward. Okay, now I want you to turn this much. Yeah. And you're going to go this way. And I want you to turn this much back once your tires pass, you know, this point. And, and it was, like, easy with Elizabeth. It was like, okay, when you come up to that center cone, you're going to turn. And once that that passenger tire is past the cone, I want you to start turning the other way. Because now your nose is in line with where your tires are. Yep. And, and she was like, okay. <laughs> right. Darby just couldn't do it. It's, now they're both they're both fine. Yeah. You know, once you get a once you have a year of I mean Elizabeth hasn't had a full year of driving by herself. Yeah. Uh, but once you get that, I remember I was in college and my license expired and I just let it go because I didn't have a car. I was in Pittsburgh. I didn't care. When I came back, I didn't realize I had to take the test again to get it again. I think I went through that maneuverability about 25 miles per hour. You know, it's like, I know how to drive. This isn't a problem. Give me Mm -hmm. the fucking paper. (laughs) So, I famously, to some people, wanted to make sure my kids could drive in the winter. Yes, you've had this. And and it's admirable. I've I've given my... Because I was a horrible driver. I was a... my, My parents demanded I get my license. Yeah. Because... I wanted a job. Right. And they didn't want to drive me to, to Ashland. So, in learning how to drive through mistakes, I can tell the girls, okay, it's a little snowy out. You're coming to a stop sign. There's a car in front of you who isn't moving. You're not stopping. What do you do? Do you crash into that car? Do you go around that car into the car coming up? No. You put your your passenger tire up on the bank here and you let the snow drift slow you down yeah they're like what and i go it's like you you don't have a plow it's gonna stop your car real quick yeah yeah uh, and that's what i learned from being a bad driver <laughs> sorry teaching famously teaching, teaching nick that way teaching deck that way was was hard because he would freak out. The first time we're driving through Woodland, it is snowy. They've plowed, but Woodland doesn't get enough traffic that, you know, it's not like clear. Like one, one plowing yeah. and let the slush ride. Right. The first time I yanked that e-brake, I thought that kid was going to have a heart attack. Like, we're going down the road. We're doing probably 20 miles an hour. and I fucking yank it. You're an asshole. You're such an <laughs> asshole. And he's like, whoa! And I'm like, you better steer out of it! And so, you know, it took a minute, but he was able, you know, a couple of times we were able to get through it. But that that first time That's was one like... one thing I'm, I'm thankful that this winter was very mild. Oh, yeah. Because it was a, Elizabeth's first winter, driving to Akron, yeah. driving back by herself. I'm glad it was mild. Yep. But, sorry. Deck Deck was pants shittingly terrified. Aiden, I would have shit my pants. He'd done that to me, and I'm, I'm a full grown man. I'm driving for thirty years. 
Aiden was because we had finally mastered driving stick. We're, we're doing good. The first time I did it, I have never in my life seen someone steer out of a slide and gain control of their vehicle as coolly, calmly, and as quickly as Dad Aiden told him it was coming. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he knew I was going to do it. Eventually, and, you didn't say, okay, I'm going to grab the brake. Oh, no, no. I just had my hand on the e-brake the whole time. The whole time. And it was just yank. And, like, he just spun the wheel and let off the clutch. Put the clutch in. Took it out of gear. Corrected. Clutch back in. Down into second gear. And just... I'm like, son of a bitch. How am I going to fucking get him? In a standard, I would probably have trouble just because it's so fucking long. Kesley... When Karen and I first dated, she yeah. she had a she had a Beretta that was standard. Oh yeah. So remember those cars oh, named yeah. after a gun. <laughs> Kesley, the first three four times that I yanked the e brake on her, she just let it go. Like zero give a fuck. <laughs> trying to correct the situation. Like, I'm gonna hit something. I don't care. <laughs> <clears throat> I had to get out and pull the car out. Like, push the car out of a snow drift. Did you ride with uh, Kaya? No. I I was more than willing to. Was A-OK with doing Jeff, it? I know Jeff mentioned something about riding yeah. with her. I, I don't have, like, that... I don't have the anxiety about riding with someone that some people do. Um, now... There, there is one I do, person. I, I don't, but people have anxiety riding with me. <laughs> I don't know. The only time I have anxiety riding with you is... Like Off-ramps and on-ramps. <laughs> no, I, I don't have a problem with that. We have gone to some bigger cities together. Yeah, I, I don't like Columbus. <laughs> You've been driving, and there's a lot of traffic. The traffic is not going the speed limit. Ray still wants to try and get people to go to the speed limit. Maybe it's because of the accident I described earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, those those times I get anxious, but not like highway driving. Yeah. That first time I went around that 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 uh off that off ramp going to Kanaka. Oh yeah. In the van. <laughs> Jeff about peed himself. Oh my god. He was so like sketched out by it he would hate to ride on 71 with me you take off in 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 your kia yeah you take off yeah it sounds like 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 that engine isn't happy that you want to get get going because it's like well i look at it this way i have a it is a uh supercharged v6 um straight factory like i have not done anything to that car but it has get up and go and if i'm going to get on the highway like it drives me insane when someone doesn't make a conscious effort to merge into traffic on an on-ramp that the the difficulties with the highway with elizabeth was trying to convince her it was okay to go faster Mm -hmm. to go faster to get into traffic and to move beyond traffic 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes to get over and just let it go by. Right. Just go the speed limit. Don't go down to 45. Right. Go 70. They will get, go around you. Yep. If they're not happy with you, they there's two other lanes. Yep. It's, it's hard to communicate that to someone who's visibly terrified of being where they're right. at right now. So when I... The last time that I did a long, uh, a long, a, a drive from Columbus home, um, was my work Christmas party. Went down to Polaris, did some stuff, went to dinner. It's like nine thirty at night. It's a beautiful December night. No snow, no precipitation, dark skies, crisp forty degrees. Yeah. Okay. I have no environmental hazards. It's dark. I can see everybody. I'm going. (laughs) I'm leaving. Got on the highway. I set my cruise at 83 and we were home and we were back to work in 38 minutes. And the people riding with you were like, "Ah!" (laughs) they were like, hey, uh, you okay?" And I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting home. And they were like, you're. You sure? And I'm like, yep, we're going to get home. My dad taught me how to drive. Granted, I did not, at the time, take all the lessons that he had to give. Yeah. But my dad worked for GTE. He drove a freaking work van. Yeah. Every day. You know, from Ashland, uh, as far as Norwalk, all the way down Loudonville. You know, that, that was his day. He worked... He did phone systems for like factories where they have multiple lines and speakers and yep. all kinds of shit and intercoms and paging and all that shit. That he did a big system. He had to go to like you know, they would send him to Texas for a week to learn a new phone system kind of shit. Yeah, he, he was just he was just loved it. My dad got his GED when he was like thirty. Huh. You know, only because he wanted the next rank in National Guard. He wanted he wanted his next rank and he needed his GED. So that's he he needed reason to get it. He didn't okay. want to, he had a job before he graduated high school and he just never finished high school. Hmm. But that kind of shit he just ate up. Yeah. But uh, teaching me to drive, there'd be two three inches of fluffy snow on the road. My dad'd be going sixty five. He goes, "What? I'm going straight." Isn't like I'm going around a curve here, right? Why don't I just slow down? You know, time to turn. You slow down. You make right. the turn. Then right. you get back to fucking speed. You go straight. Right. They go. It isn't like the wind's gonna blow me off the road, right? You know, and and it. it yes, ground's wet. It's slippery. Yes, ground's got snow or slush or ice or whatever. It's slippery. You're still gonna go the direction you're telling it to go, unless you need a third factor. Right. To, to, you know, to move. And usually that third factor is turning. Yep. And, and me, I didn't respect turning when I first drove. I would come up to a curve and I would take that curve at my normal 35 and I'd be in the ditch on the other side of the road. Yep. Or I'd go around this curve and I'd be across the lane into the ditch. I was in every ditch between my home and the high school my senior year. So at one point when I was teaching deck to drive, um, took him out the back roads to Shelby and 
there's a road speed limit's like 50 and but it's all like farm field kind of area out 39 that way yeah uh no <laughs> if if you look at make a triangle shelby is the the top point my house is here and fourth street and 39 <laughs> okay okay we went fourth street and then up <laughs> i i mean Bean and Darby both drive that. I had them drive like out of Ashland, two fifty north, and went over to thirteen and mm-hmm. rode thirteen all the way into Mansfield and drove around just city streets and then out to seventy one and up seventy one to Ashland and I'm like, and we come home like be like forty five minutes later. Yeah. Karen's like, well that was fast and like she goes, where'd you go? And I go. Tell her, and she goes, well, you took them all? And I'm like, it's a variety. Yeah, yeah. You know? So we're going up. You hit them all with highway for four hours. That, they're going to freak that, out. Yeah. We're heading up towards Shelby, and there's a road close line. And I'm like, okay. In about a half a mile. And a road closure on freaking Main Street. Fucked me up. I had to go up. I'm like, I've never been this part of the Mansfield. <laughs> Am I going to get killed? What is that boat? <laughs> I was like, in about a half mile, we're going to turn right. And he's like, okay. So we get up there, and I it, we're hundreds of yards, but we can now see the, the road we're going to turn right on. And I said, okay, you see that road? He was like, yeah. I said, you need to slow down. Put on your turn signal. We're, we're turning. I, I taught the girls my math. There's an intersection. There's the sign telling you there's an intersection. Here's where you let off the gas. Yep. Okay, halfway between there and the place you want to turn, that's when you start putting the brake on. Yep. Granted, you put the blinker on when you pass the sign. Right. And you, you just let off the gas. If right. you're on the highway and you got people behind you, you don't let off the gas until you get in your little turn yeah. lane. But I go, I go, these mental little measurement, that sign is a certain distance away for yeah. a reason. So we're coming up on this road, and I'm like, son, you need to slow no, down. No chocolate cream. Son, you need to slow down. Son, you need to slow down. He drops his car from fifth gear to second gear and tries to whip around. Now, mind you, this road, the the road we're on is starting to arc left. Mm -hmm. And we're making a right. So it's not just like a normal 90 right. You're going like an 80 or a 70 degree. Yeah, like turn. it's a it's a pretty hard hard right. And he tried to take it at 50 and realized halfway through his turn, I'm going too fast. I'm not going to make it. Shit, shit, fuck, fuck. What do I do? Slam on the brakes. And he slides to a stop. Me to the TV. I'm sitting in the car. The TV is the ditch. Yeah, it's close. <clears throat> and I'm like, son, um, slow down. I still. Hey, we need to slow down. <laughs> I still don't know if uh, Elizabeth or Darby know. I've tried to illustrate it going through a turn, especially like a ninety degree on a like Mifflin or yeah. ten ninety five going into Ashland has that turn. Yep, and then a turn. Get that it, gas here, yeah. not coast gas here. Yeah, right at, right at the corner gas. That will pull you out of that turn. Right. It, it, you don't have to worry about 
sliding off the road. It'll pull you the direction you want to yep. go. Your wheels are already pointed there. Yep. Hit the gas. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things like God trying to trying to get him to understand. You know, you you talked about the first it, it, person. It, it's your it's your micro SD. Yeah. It's trying to download this into their micro SD. Yeah. Their small sample of experience. All every turn, every near miss, every slam of the brakes, every calm driving. Yep. Is up here. How do you communicate it? Yeah. It it's hard. It's it was stressful. And the first time being Bean and Darby just took off by themselves after they got their license. I was like, just come, come back home, come back home, come back home. We, uh, we did the same thing that my parents did. I when... keep saying Bean. I, I, I can't, I, her name is Elizabeth. I'm sorry. When, uh, when I got my license, came home, license in hand now, uh, my parents... I and left. I left the DMV with my license. Yeah, the girls left with a piece of paper. Piece of paper. Yeah, fucking Xerox. So we get back to the house. My parents got out of the car, handed me twenty dollars and a sheet of paper. On the sheet of paper was their McDonald's order. <laughs> that was. That's your test. That was. First solo drive. Don't rent anybody in the drive-through. Right. So I went, got McDonald's, brought it home, and we did that with the kids. Cool, you've got your license. Let's go get some food. Oh wait, no, I have to stay here with the dogs. You go get the food. Uh, Kesley was not interested in that. No, no. Can I play your reindeer games? No. Uh, She's not loving it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Don't you work at McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> Deck and Deck and Aiden were both all about it, especially because I'm like, well, with them, I was like, here's my debit card. Here's the order. Go get it. And they're like, okay, let's go. Kaz, like, you worked there. Go get it for me for free. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to do that. Now, on the other hand, Kez had a harder time on the test than either of the boys. Um, Elizabeth had a hard time on a test, and that was my fault. So, well, Kez failed her permit the first time. She found an online thing to help her study for the permit. Yeah, Elizabeth had to do it twice, but that's only because she let her permit run out mm. before she actually took the test. So and we, then I took her, and then the horn didn't work on the Avengers, and right. I wouldn't let her take the test. So we go, and she she'd spent like three days studying this online thing that she had found. And she comes out of there just, I mean, just a fucking blubbery, sobbing mess. That was Darby. And I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, I failed the permit test. And I'm like, why? You've been studying. And she's like, nothing that I studied was on there. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I look. And she was studying, like, the permit shit for a different state. <laughs> None of the shit that she had studied was on the Ohio permit <laughs> test. <laughs> None of it. So did he give any clue when it was all in German? <laughs> <laughs> so we, I, I made sure before we left the BMV, I, I picked up their book, and I said, "Okay, we're gonna go home. Just read this book. Just read it." She read it five times. We get ready. We go back the next day. We take the test. She passes. The beauty, the beauty of traffic 
signs and laws. It's arguably common sense. Most of it, yeah. Like the the one that annoys me the most is because I go through one of these every day is a four-way stop. Yes. When you come to a four-way stop, say three people stop, it's north, east, and south. Yep. South goes first. They all come at the same time. South goes first. Or no, sorry, sorry. North goes first. It's yeah. the person furthest to the right. Yep. I get there, and I, because people are going to school, so they're going down King Road. Yep. And I'm going uh, from Phillips to Smith. Uh, and we arrive at the same time. And this person over here on the east is saying, go, go, go. And I'm like, I'm not going to be mad. Just take your turn. Right. Just go. Right. I know what the rules are. Just do it. Just go. Stop fucking trying to be polite. Just fucking follow the rule. Yep. That annoys, nothing annoys me more than that. And today, I was coming home, the same thing happens. And the lady's like, yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) I, I, it's like it makes this looks like like I'm dying inside. Look on my face. This is my head f- flopping out the window, driving in front of her. She had to be looking at me like, "What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with that guy?" And I'm like, "I just can't with you, lady." The only time that I'm I'm cool with someone waving me on that, um, because this happens a lot with where I work and how I come home. Um, semis. If a semi waves, I'll go. I'll go with no complaint, no anything. This I'll is just his. Go. This is his office, right? I I will bow to his. Yeah. His, his will. Yep. Yeah, and it's going to take them longer to get through mm-hmm. the stop sign. Well, that always else. annoys me too when I'm like walking into Walmart and the person pulls up and they're like, oh, "I'm like, you can be through here faster than I can cross your path. Just right. go. Just go." I'll, I'll like turn and start walking this way so they'll go by me and I can walk behind them. I'm like, just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, that shit drives me insane. So, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm that, I'm that old guy. I'm allowed to get mad at the, at the clouds. <laughs> well, I mean, you are. I'm not, I'm not. Old man talking yells at shit. the cloud. <laughs> I'm not talking shit here, but you are grayer than the last time I saw you in the beard. Uh, because it's longer, I think. Okay. It's shaggier, yeah. Yeah. I it gray suits you, oh, sir. Look at the, this is what's I, my hair is like gone now. I need a haircut, but look at this shit. Wow, man. Yeah. Looking gone. What? Did Did you like handle some plutonium? No. Everybody's like uh, a girl at work. She's like. When, when, when are you going to get a haircut? Because she's the one that always like, hey, you need a haircut. And I'm like, you know what? The way it is right now, I'm just going to enjoy it while it lasts. Because <laughs> my next haircut is pretty much goodbye hair. Yeah, yeah. I uh, So, uh, it, it's hard to tell, I know. Oh, I'd kill for your hair, man. You got gorgeous hair. But, like, I can notice that, that up in here, it's starting not, not to recede. But it's starting to thin a little. Mm-hmm. I can tell when I look in the mirror. And everybody's like, nah, you're fine. And I'm like... I, I always thought when I was younger... Because I, I, I have I have kind of a widow's peak. I, yeah. have, I have a point. I always thought the receding hairline looked cool. Yeah. And I, I don't mind it. It's just now that I have this, like, freaking, like, 
nothing. I mean, it's just like there's like hardly anything here. When I go up and I just feel scalp. It's like okay, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fucking bald. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird, like to realize I descended from apes. Mm-hmm. I was covered in hair. I was born with just a sheen of hair that you really couldn't see with the the naked eye. I was 38 when I could finally grow a beard. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in my 40s and my hair is evacuating my head. Hey, bro, well, what are you doing? That's the thing. Yeah, that's why I, I think I've given up. I mean, a week ago, it was long. It was like I could do this and it would be in different directions because it was long. Was it, was it this long or longer? Longer. So and, and, and I was like, okay, when I start to sleep and I wake up and I could feel it yeah. touching my high cheek here because it was long, and I was like, yeah, I had to cut it back. I had, I, but I'm like, I'm not gonna argue with where it wants to grow. Right, it wants to grow here, doesn't want to grow there. I don't, I, I got no control over this now. So I was not trying like before. I was, I was have, down you, here. You've never had a beard till. 38. Yeah, well, it was like I was growing a beard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine you without one now. Right. Like, it's it's hard for me to believe Um, my dad never saw me with a beard. Oh, wow. I grew my beard. Well, I guess technically he would have seen me with it. I started growing it when he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he wasn't real lucid at that time. Um, and you know, nine months later, my mom was gone, and and I still I was keeping it real, real short. You know, um, like a couple of weeks ago, I I had a couple of spots in this area where it was starting to like curl out. And I'm like, oh, okay, I need to trim that. And I'm up in the bathroom and I've got it all like, you know, teased out and combed out. And I'm starting to like trim it up. And I don't know what happened. And I just fucking like gouged this side. And I was like, fuck, well, guess I need to knock it all down now. So I've knocked it all down. I've got, you know, just a, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to let it grow back out. I mean, I I enjoy having a beard. Speaking of beard that goes like this, there are two guest stars on this week's Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, one is Jack Black. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. The other one is Christopher Lloyd. I don't know which one of those confounds me more. They both work perfectly. Are they both like, okay, they're, they are acting. They they're, aren't voices. They're not voices. Or, they're not. They're not voices in a deep helmet. Deep in makeup. They are, they are. They are themselves. Okay. Okay. It, this is. This is. I don't want to say a big episode, but watching. I'm going to watch it again because uh, there's a lot of. Uh, Well, you, you saw the last one. You know oh, yeah. how the last one ends yeah. with, with uh, she's going to unite us. Well, they're going somewhere. 
Okay. They're looking for her dudes that she was with when she rescued him yeah. on the tuna boat. You know, kind of. They're looking for those people. Um, and they go to the place where they're at. Well, they're at this uh, civilization. You know, this uh, this dome. A lot of architecture. A lot of ships. A lot of, like, city. Okay. Uh, like, uh, there's, like, a rail system kind of thing they're on. Wow. Uh, and then there, there's, like, a lot of... A lot of different locations, a lot of extras, people like on the city hmm. streets and stuff. It's it's very dense as far as you know that um, that scene in uh, um, Attack of the Clones where they're chasing the dude, the assassin on course. Oh yeah, yeah, very much like that. Where Ooh. it's just like really dense, a lot of okay, thing, and you know I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, that's all. That's all CGI. That's all CGI. But it fucking looked beautiful. Yeah, it's, I heard a vicious rumor at work that one of my friends at work, Whitney, said that her husband heard that the third season is the last season for Mandalorian. And <sighs> I can see it for one reason, because it's becoming an ensemble show. It is. It's going to turn into something else. Probably. Not the Mandalorian, but Mandalore or Mandalorian or you know whatever. Yeah, turn into something else, or you got Ahsoka show coming up. Yep, which he's already been involved in that. Yeah, he's gonna make an appearance. He made an appearance in Boba Fett, and he wasn't necessarily needed. Right, you know, you could have told Boba Fett's story without that. Yeah, um, the fever dream episode was probably the best episode of the season yep but but i think it's going to evolve into a different show well and that's okay so we've we've really this is episode six i think yeah we've shit on dc's ability to suck at movies Mm -hmm. one of the things a lot of i have i have a decent number of friends who enjoy the dc TV shows. Yeah, Jeff's one of them. Jeff, yeah. Jeff loves the Doom Patrol and Flash and all that stuff. I watched Arrow until it just got too fucking dark for me. I watched Flash until I think I just lost interest. Yeah. I really liked the Supergirl show on CBS when it first started. Then it just became Flavor of the very, Week. Very, yeah. yeah, Flavor of the Week, and it kind of got boring. But yeah, the, the, their TV shows have a lot of interconnectivity. Yes, they, they, they've created a nice universe. Yeah, of, of of television universe, if you want. Yeah, and I heard rumor that in the new Flash movie, the actor from the Flash TV series makes an appearance. Yes, because he actually goes across um, dimensions and yep. different different appearances. I would be okay. If Star Wars adopted that kind of ideology, they they have it. Well, but like, it, I'll be honest. I don't care if we ever get another Star Wars movie. No. I don't care. Don't care. Um, maybe like if well, I think they're learning. At least Andor was a little. That was a risk. I want to go back and watch Andor again. Well, in in finish Andor, it was good. It just took a long time to get there, right? But um, 
it's okay to tell Star Wars stories without space wizards. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough of there's enough storytelling. There's enough characters. Yeah. yeah. The Mandalorian culture is ripe with stories to be told. Yeah. And you have two distinct flavors. Yeah. You do. And they've done a really good job of building the mythology of both of those sects, so mm-hmm. to speak. Because mm-hmm. um, you have the Boba Fett who is Mandalorian in blood he's only. Blood, blood only? Yeah. Well, so is Din. True. He's a foundling. True. Um, I mean, uh, Bo-Katan is Mandalorian blood. Blood, yes. But honestly, the Mandalorian society as a whole, no human is Mandalorian. Because the first Mandalore was not human. No. He was Ta? Something like that. I think it's T-A, Ta. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a society built on martial prowess and adoption. Yep. (laughs) So, I mean, Mandalorian is a people, not a race. I think what I would, what I'd be okay with if they continue to foster this idea of of Star Wars as a shorter format thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, say you get to... They could do an anthology of a season of just just 45 minute an hour vignettes of yep. little stories yeah you come in uh he was in the boba fett shirt kane the yeah. the, the blue skin guy with the red eyes and yep he needs a story yeah he looked fucking fantastic cad bane cad bane yes yeah he 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 that looked fantastic stunning. it was amazing how good he looked and if he showed up and there was a 45 minute hour it would be fun as hell yeah and then you could do one on fuck if you just did one on uh um grand admiral yeah thron to to introduce him because right. he's fucking coming they've teased him i don't know how long multiple times they, they, and he's out there he is coming if he doesn't show up before the end of mandalorian i'll be surprised yeah, yeah. because He's been teased in this season, yes. With 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 Moth Gideon, and, and and all this shit. He's it's coming. He needs to be introduced, and then you have an episode, or a little like before Ahsoka starts, a little show just to yeah, kind of say who this guy is. This is what you people who didn't read the novels right. need to know. Give me, give me my Star Wars movies on Disney Plus. I'm okay with that. Like, if if instead of you giving me this movie that I need to go to the theater to, and it's a big thing, and blah blah blah, it's, it's all going to be a matter of whether or not Disney Plus can make bank. Oh, I think Disney Plus is already proving it's making bank. Yes, especially since um, other countries. There, it's a lot more than what we see. It's yeah. like everything Disney owns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I mean, if with you... With a VPN, you can see all it has right. to offer. If you gave me the the Grand Admiral Thoron thing, instead of being 45 minutes, make it hour 20. 
doesn't it doesn't have to be a two and a half hour slog of it can be a very cerebral story too because he is yeah you know there's so much to talk about there because thrawn they're gonna rewrite what i know of him right because right now we're before that yeah thrawn we're right at the start of that story is one of the few what what i would consider the the real aliens of of star wars yeah, the, that, the emperor was very anti. Not he, he was, was he was, he was very speciesist. Kind of, yeah, he he was very humans only kind of kind of guy. And he, not only was Thrawn a member of the Empire, which is weird because he's from the Hoops. <laughs> yes. Not only was uh, Thrawn in the 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 Empire, but he flourished in the Empire. He he became he, he, he earned it yeah yeah which well the, he earned his place but still the emperor kept him at arm's length which is what let him survive the fall of the empire right which is which is where those novels pick the heir to the empire he's the heir to the empire <laughs> yeah and the the thing the the creature that he had the. the I always say it wrong. Is Salmarie the the lizard that negas the force? Yeah, yeah. Is such a if if they do not have that with Thrawn, I will be I, sorely disappointed. I don't want him to have it. I want it to be something he's seeking. Ooh, because that was actually part of those novels. He actually went out and found it. That's true. Because he had to get it before he could follow, find that Jedi clone. Right, because he wasn't going to go face that Jedi clone without that ace in his pocket. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Give give, give it. Give me a story of him finding that. Yeah. And maybe the holocron that points him towards it. Yeah. You know, you know, because you know, that's the dude was fucking smart. I mean, they, I mean they, is they, amazing. They, he is he is such a Sherlock kind of character. He is. He's so much smarter than everybody in the room because he's smarter than everybody in the room, you know. Yep. And not not because he, you know, he just is. Yep. He just he, that's that's who he is. That's but, what he is. But when you consistently play him that way, the the attack on Coruscant with the with the cloaking devices and the tractor beams and the meteor I still think about that. That I read that three times when I read that book. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck? Is, wait, oh, so half of they did it 187 times, but he only had 60 freaking freaking uh, cloaking devices. So they don't know which ones are those. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's like firing or torpedo. Or opening up a torpedo bay and doing the fire mechanism, but don't release the torpedo. Is there one? Fuck. What do we do? Right. <laughs> release release countermeasures. Fuck. There's no torpedo. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's the Timothy Zahn, right? Yeah. Timothy Zahn. Yeah. He, those books were brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I never. Those were the first Star Wars books I ever read. Okay. I never read novel Star Wars novels, and I think the only reason I could read those was because there were characters I knew. Okay. And it was not a story I had seen already. Because so, since it was a continuation beyond right. what I knew already. But there then, are... I, then I read, went back. 
Bane, the Bane trilogy is still my favorite, I think. Still love that that trilogy of, of the Path of Bane, where he was, his uh, origin of the, the Rule of Two. Yeah. All that shit. That, that was really a fun series. Well, sir. It has been over two hours. It has been two hours and 20 minutes. Jeff would be shitting. Yeah, yeah. And not that I'm saying you got to get the fuck out of here, because you don't. But I think we should probably uh, Pause stop, this. save this episode, I'll piss, take the dogs out, and then I have an idea for a second show that'll really tickle Jeff's fancy. Sure. Okay. So, uh, hey everybody, thanks for sticking around for two hours and 20 minutes of two of the long-winded fools. <laughs> the long-winded fools. Yes. Uh, what did you say we should call this episode? Uh... Um, God, I forget. Pap smear taste testers. Oh, pap smear taste testers. Yes, yeah. there you go. There you go. So now it is in the show proper. Uh, I I will try and do Jeff's outro some justice. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Um, be excellent to each other. Don't be a dick. Um, and, take and, your dogs out when they're barking. Yes, and and just be good decent human beings don't be kid rock don't be travis tritt have fun thinking yeah yeah see you peeps